Before we begin this podcast episode, on behalf of the Islamic Museum of Australia, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we gather on today, the Bonarong, Boonwurrung and Wanjiri, Woiwurrung peoples of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to Elders past and present. Alaikum, peace be upon you. I'm Shireen Hassan and welcome to episode two of Untold, a platform for Australian Muslims to share their life stories in their own words and with their own voices. So really delighted to welcome to the show Mesa Fahur, who's a parent mentor and director of Coach EQ. And I must also mention Mesa was one of the founders of the IMA and our first chairperson. So welcome Mesa. <laughs> Thank you. Hi Shireen. Salam alaikum. Salam. So, so Mesa, how did you fall into working as a parent mentor, holistic therapist and coach? So my journey began about 10 years ago when I had two small children and I was just tired of being grumpy all the time, tired of yelling, tired of always being um, controlling and my children weren't listening And so I started to do some research. I looked into certain courses. I invested time and energy and I ended up learning that there is so much more to parenting than the actual child. It's more about me as a human first and foremost. And I did a lot of self-development, a lot of therapy, and in the end um, decided that mental health was of utmost importance and I wanted to start a career in it. So here I am today. Fascinating. I'm sure there are so many people out there thinking, oh my goodness, my, my kids don't listen to me either. So I'm <laughs> sure they're listening and holding on to every word. So, and you were a primary teacher before as well. I was, yep. Yeah. So I have um, a bachelor in education and worked as a teacher. But, you know, with having children, I kind of wanted to focus a lot more on the parenting and... In that, I started to learn a lot more about myself as to, you know, why I was being triggered, what was going on. I I was really interested in becoming the best version of myself. So what do you think is the biggest challenge facing 21st century parents? (laughs) Such a huge question. I'm going to, you know, keep it as simple as possible, but I feel like 21st century parents have got a lot of pressure And it's self-imposed pressure because we've always come to this realisation that we've got a lot of knowledge. So there's, you know, an understanding, oh, I shouldn't be punishing my child. But we're lacking this resource inside of us because a lot of us grew up without emotionally intelligent parents ourselves. So I often say a lot of us are wounded children with adult responsibilities and that in itself is such a huge challenge because when your child is having a tantrum in front of you, we lack that understanding of, okay, that tantrum isn't about me, that child is dysregulated and so separating thought from fact. And so what happens to a lot of parents, and I was in this for a very long time, is we end up carrying everything our child is going through for them. You can't do that for a very long time. You'll get tired yourself. And, of course, on a practical level, a huge uh, challenge for 21st century parents is devices. So those two hand in hand, 
lack of emotional intelligence, plus this plethora of devices and electronics and cyber issues and things that have got to do with iPads and phones and electronics and internet and censorship combined, stress parents out big time. Absolutely. So I hope you're going to provide some solutions about how to limit the use of devices. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'd love to. Okay, but we'll get back to that. But yep. you've spoken a lot about emotional intelligence being a game changer in your parenting journey. It also seems that emotional intelligence is a universal thing. It transcends all social, environmental, cultural and religious boundaries. So can you tell us more about emotional intelligence and why is it integral to your approach? Oh, I love this question. Emotional intelligence is one of those things that isn't spoken about a lot for some strange reason in parenting books and advice and things that um, parents reach out for to learn. Emotional intelligence doesn't get a big part of that. And I'm here to challenge that. I'm on a mission actually to challenge that because just like learning to read, write, kick a ball, all of that needs practice and emotional intelligence is exactly the same. You have to practice emotional intelligence to get good at it. Now, what does that mean? So EQ refers to the fact of, okay, I feel the feeling. I'm okay that I feel this feeling. I'm allowed to feel this feeling. This feeling does not mean that I am anything else. This feeling's going to pass and there it goes. And that is such a skill to have. So I know adults walking around today that don't deal well with rejection, heartbreak, disappointment. I see road rage. I see, you know, people getting really cut up about things. And so what happens there is the emotion controls them because they don't feel in control of the emotion. And so emotions are fleeting. They're not forever. They're just these things that are sent to us so that our body feels what it's supposed to do. So if you're disappointed that you didn't get that score you needed in that exam, you have to feel that. You have to grieve it. You have to feel it. And some people have got different temperaments. So here's the other aspect of emotional intelligence. We're all born in, you know, with a different background with a different uh, baggage, triggers, whatever, and our temperaments allow us to go through these emotions in different ways. So I've got a child who can get through disappointment with a bit of humour, perhaps doesn't take as long as, say, another child of mine. And they're all, you know, children in the same household with the same parents, but their temperaments are different. One child needs a bit more humour. Another child needs a logical conversation with quality time where I am able to talk to them and process it. And this is essentially what will make amazing, successful humans. Not the diminishing of disappointment, of anger. That's impossible because humans need to feel what they feel. But in fact, it's accepting the emotion for what it is and what should I do with it is the final part of emotional intelligence. So, okay, I'm really angry. My sister annoyed me so badly. What am I going to do with that anger? Little kids will hit, um, kick, scream, slam doors. And that's where the parent steps in and does this thing called co-regulation. So the parent demonstrates that, oh, you're really angry. I can see that. We're not allowed to hit our sister. What we can do is such and such. Let's walk away, 
hold my hand. Oh, so frustrating, isn't it? Little sisters wreck Legos and that is frustrating. And the child starts to understand, oh, I'm not weird for feeling this way. Then after co-regulation, this child grows up to understand to self-regulate. But you can't self-regulate if you haven't been taught to regulate when you're a little child. Hope that made sense. So you've got to acknowledge what they're going through. Absolutely. And then guide. Yeah, totally. I always give this example. Like imagine you came home from work and you say to your partner or your best friend, whoever, and you say, so embarrassing. My boss told me off in front of all my colleagues because I didn't get this report done in time. Oh, I hate him. I'm never going back to work again. And your best mate or your partner says, really? Why didn't you just do the report? Mm. Or, oh my God, really? Jeez, what, you're making a big deal out of nothing. Or, oh, that would have been so embarrassing. Jeez, I hate people telling me off in front of others. You're right. And that's it. Don't give a solution. Don't jump in and be all dramatic. Just enough for the other person to hear that. So this is good, not just for our children, but for you know, other relationships as well. But Absolutely. You could come and talk about that another time. <laughs> but, um, but we're talking about parents and how we can guide them. What's the most important piece of advice you'd like to give to all parents listening to this episode? Mm. I don't think there's one, but I think I'll go through a few if that's okay. Sure. So first and foremost, understand that before you became a parent, you were a wholesome child yourself. You were brought to this earth to be who you want to be. And that's really important. I always encourage all parents to go seek help, see a therapist, look within, ask yourself, how is my inner child feeling? You know, what did I go through? What baggage am I carrying that's interrupting, that is not allowing me to be the best parent that I can be? That's first and foremost because I never need to see the child in my therapy sessions when I'm helping clients. It's not the child, it's the parent that holds a huge responsibility about being regulated themselves, accepting their child for who they are. However, a really important point that I want to you know, highlight is this idea of permissiveness. At no point am I saying, yeah, that child wants 10 pieces of chocolate, go for it. Oh, really? Another hour of iPad? Sure. That's permissiveness and that's actually the Gottman Institute state that that's actually an unsuccessful way of parenting because children, adults, need boundaries. Let's just focus on children for a little bit, but children need boundaries. They're never going to say, thanks, mum, thanks for the boundaries. Oh, I love this limit you've put on my iPhone. Woohoo! They're never going to say that, but they need it because... We're the adult, we're the mature ones. We know what needs to happen for safety. So I talk about safety a lot when we're parenting and that's another piece of advice that I'd like to give. Your job as a parent, first and foremost, is to keep your child safe, mentally, physically, all the ways. (laughs) And safety means that your job title, your job description is about making those really hard decisions. And sometimes, a lot of times, your child will be mad, but that's not their job to choose the limits. 
our job is to choose the limits. Their job is to choose whether they like it or not. And if they don't like it, then three things can happen at this point. If it's absolutely not negotiable, this particular limit, then you might want to sit down and have a discussion and work out, of course, age appropriate. If your two-year-old really wants jelly at 5am in the morning, then that's a different strategy in itself. It's more about steering them away from the jelly. Hey, let's play hide and seek. Hey, have a look at this. That kind of concept. The second thing that can happen is a compromise or a negotiation of time limits, especially with devices. And the third thing is, is to implement a timer of some nature. So the child can physically and tangibly see that, oh, okay, I've got 30 more minutes on this iPad. And a third piece of advice I'd like to give all parents is we are all the same. Every single parent, even me, I'm in the trenches with you guys as well. Parenting is tough. It's not not meant to be tough because you're raising humans and Humans have got their own willpower and their own belief systems. So at no point do I want parents to sit there and go, oh, look at her, she's got her life made, her children listen to her, where is this magic wand, where is the magic solution for parenting? There isn't any. (laughs) You just need to work on you first and let life transpire in itself. And that sounds really fluffy, but that's step one. No, I love that. No, thank you so much, Mesa. You've provided some great pearls of wisdom there and we'd love to have you back sometime in the future. Of course. So thanks for tuning into episode two of Untold. Listen to new episodes fortnightly across all major podcast streaming platforms or read more stories from Australian Muslims now at our Missing Voices exhibition on now at the IMA until the 16th of July and online at islamicmuseum.org.au. Please continue to stay connected with us and join our communities on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Islamic Museum of Australia. Thank you so much for joining us. Assalamu alaikum.